I find it amazing just how transient my brain is when it comes to success and how <laughs> how sticky it is when it comes to failures. I can still remember things that I missed out upon, things that I lost, things that I did wrong from when I was like a young teen, things that have zero relevance of my life right now. I still replay them. My brain still brings it up and it was like, hey, remember that time you fucked up? Remember that time you did that embarrassing thing? Remember that time where you judged wrongly? Think about it. Oh, you, you want to go sleep? Think about it again and again. <laughs> just And just the most random useless thing with people that I don't speak to anymore, with activities that I don't do anymore, that have zero relevance. My brain's like, no, think about it. Contrast that against against wins, against things that I've been aiming for, that I've been doing, that I've been growing towards, that I would never have dreamed of doing. It's like, oh, cool, you did the thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> remember that time you fucked up? It's like, I don't know, I don't know the ratio, but it feels like successes are maybe 1% versus 99% um, of failures in terms of strength. I just want to list through a few of the things that I'm, I'm doing that are successful that my brain um just doesn't want to hang on to. The, the moment I almost accomplish it, it's like, okay, next thing. Okay, next thing. I've I've recently I've I've got a few Instagram accounts. Um I've got my main one, uh, at Zach P. Phillips, but I've also got another one, Kink Sex Positive. And that second one is growing at about 50 to 60 followers a day. And on both of them, I've recently got people interested in affiliate marketing. For the Kink Sex Positive account, it's a um, sex toy company, and I've sold a couple of products. Um, I never thought that would happen. It, this is this is amazing. But once again, sold those few things. I'm like, ah, next thing. <laughs> and I've got another one coming along in the mail soon, um, a anti-anxiety breathing device that looks pretty cool. So it's sort of like those two things are kicking off. I've been releasing books. I've got sales. I've I've got um, clients signing up for my um, personal coaching, you know, one-on-one video coaching or the unlimited voice and text option coaching. But once again, <laughs> it just, it's like, oh, that's a success. And anyway, on to the next thing. Like, oh, oh, that's, that's a success. It's a little success. But what about all of these other deeper successes? What about these things that you could do more? Like, that's cute, but that's not exactly where you need to be. It's like my brain doesn't settle. It doesn't rest. It just wants to always do more and focus on the negative. For those that are following me on my Instagram account, you'll notice that I've been counting calories. I committed to counting calories until the end of the year. And up until every day, up until yesterday, I was quote unquote successful. I was able to be just over or just under my calorie intake. My goal is to sort of teach myself when I'm feeling full or when I'm feeling empty because I struggle with the mind-body connection. However, yesterday I had a rough day. I've been quite busy at work. For various reasons, the work that I do, disability support work, this is what I do in addition to the online stuff. It's sort of like the mainstay until I can you know, build up a <laughs> big enough um, things online and sort of take over from it. I do disability support. I work in the home with a a um, person that um, has struggles and I help them out. But for various reasons, I've had to do double, if not triple shifts recently. It's been quite a lot of work. Now I get paid well and I enjoy the work. It's great. But it's a lot. And it's made me feel certain ways and that's become quite overwhelming. So that's caused me to feel a bit overwhelmed and combined with a bunch of other stuff in my mind and in my brain and in my life at the moment. That caused me to have a little bit of a 
meltdown um, and eat to fail. I binged. I ate a bunch of chocolate. I felt like crap. I knew I shouldn't, but I still did. I ate maybe 50 to 60% more calories than I needed in the day. I just couldn't help myself. Or I could help myself, but I chose not to. It's hard, you know, it's hard to sort of navigate that squirrely little um, thing of if it's a choice or not, because it sort of is and it sort of isn't. I've talked about it before, but there's, uh, there's things going on down that path that it's sort of hard to know. Regardless, I failed. But I know one of the things that I, um, that I sort of advocate is using logic to beat emotion and emotion to beat over, over logicality. So, not that that's a word. <laughs> um, so I know that logically, if I'm successful, 30 days out of 30, uh, 31 days, uh, excuse me, if I'm successful 29 out of 30 days of a month in the year, I would be successful 330 days. That applies to dieting, to meditating daily, to exercising daily, to any new habits. If I'm successful every day by one in the month, then over the long term, functionally, I am successful. That said, it's hard not to put it back on myself and go, oh, you know, you failure. <sighs> it's, it's, it's hard not to, but logically I know that if I think about the long term, I'm good. It's funny, as I'm, as I'm talking about this right now, I can feel the, the bipolar in my voice, the, the, the mania, the feeling of like over the, the, the topness in my voice. And it becomes quite hard to just realize that and slow it down and navigate that space because it's, it is who I am at the moment, and I want to be able to relax, but I, I struggle. I struggle to just sit and do nothing. I always feel like I have to be stepping towards something, winning, attaining something, growing. I can't just relax. I need to be reading to relax, reading something beneficial to my mind. I could chill, but what's the point of chill when I could chill doing something that would develop me in some capacity? But then I'm like, am I being silly about this? Because, you know, no matter what you're doing, even if it's resting for resting's sake, that is still helping you to grow. That is still helping me to to heal because I need that rest to be able to do everything else I'm doing. Then I step back even further and I'm like, okay, what's the driving cause here? Why do I feel the need to feel the need to, uh, to, 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 to do this sort of stuff? And I'm like, okay, well, because I saw the, 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 the the just terrible influence, the terrible God role model that my father was and the people in my life have been. And I want to not be that. I was talking to my partner saying like, the consistency, the consistency is something that I worry. But when I look back over my past, I'm clearly good at it. I clearly am able to be consistent. I can clearly turn up. And yet that's one of my biggest fears is that I won't be able to turn up. But I look back at my job, I look back at my online career, I look back at everything I'm doing, and it's like, no, I am able to turn up. But those days that I break down, those days that I fail, those days that I rest, those days that I can't work, those days that I don't exercise, they come along rarely, but when they do, they hit me with a freight, like a freight train. And I get just so worried that I'm like, oh, I'm not doing enough, I'm, I'm becoming my father. So I guess if we tie it right back to the start where I'm talking about this anxiety approach, this, this, um, constantly having to work this idea of, you know, success versus failure, my brain focusing on failure, you know, that's like adaptive, right? It's adaptive in the sense that we're, we're adapting to the stresses of the environment. We're adaptive to the, the, the idea that we've got to keep pushing to survive. That makes sense. But fuck me, it's hard. Um, it's hard to, 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 um, to live in that space of negativity. 
part of me wonders if um, humans getting consciousness and the ability to think about thought is beneficial. It just leads us down that neurotic path. There's a book that I've been listening to, reading, sorry, um, called The Myth of Normal by um, Gabriel Mate. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. But, but basically this idea, the premise of this book is all of the mental illness, the trauma, the issues, the drama that we deal with in our minds, that I deal with, that a lot of you deal with, isn't necessarily genetic. It's, it's a function of the environment. He He sort of breaks down every aspect of our life from you know, the, the social media to um, the healthcare, to pregnancy, to parenting styles, to addictions, to uh, capitalism, every every aspect, you know, the, the, the mega societies and just sort of is breaking down how all of these things are contributing and are not normal. And if we are not living in what should be a normal normal state, no wonder we would be stressed. If you take an animal out of its normal environment and put it into an environment that it's not supposed to be in, it will freak out it will struggle and it will most likely die. But humans are very good at adapting, maybe even too good. We're so good at adapting that we can just sort of put a baby into a into a um, modern society in like the West and it will, will grow. You put that same baby into a tribal society and it will grow and th- you know, quote unquote thrive. Put that baby into a, you know, a tribe of Inuits, put that baby into a, a, a tribe in sub-Saharan Africa. Like that, that same baby can thrive anywhere, sort of. But, you know, what we've got now, this mega society that we're in, the interconnectivity, the, the tech, the availability of, you know, a variety of different things that we've got going isn't necessarily good. And I just wonder if there's something going on there that we need to address and deal with and process. Maybe things aren't quite as good as they could be. Um, and that's causing us to have neuroses, depression, suicidality, anxiety, all of the stuff that I'm dealing with. Um, I just wonder. So, yeah. <sighs> Regardless of all of this, I'm working on a bunch of stuff and I wanted to share some of the stuff I'm working on with you. I've got another... Um, collection of poetry coming along. I'm in the process of finalizing the audio for that. It's going to be called A Requiem for What Could Have Been. Once again, another collection of poetry similar to Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly. Um, I'm going to keep just putting out collections of poetry as I get to that. You know, this one has about 80 to 85 poems in it. Um, You know, around that sort of mark, that 70 to to 90 poems, I'll just put another collection together because it seems to be a pretty good size for a book. Um, and it's sort of like, as I look through my poetry collection, I can see my mind and my brain changing, my poetry style changing. So I'm working on that. I'm also working on another book called How to Write Evocative Poetry. Because I see people reading my poems and getting this idea, like I write as writing therapy. It helps. It helps to heal, to process, to grow. But people get intimidated by the, 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 the talent disparity. You know, I've been writing for years now, so of course I'm going to be well-practiced and good at, you know, the finished product, but that's not the point. The point of writing therapy is just to get it out on the page. But also I know that people want to write well, so I thought that I would write the intersection between that with the book How to Write Evocative Poetry. So that's going to come out at some stage. I'm also working on Kink Volume 2. That's a collection of BDSM and kinky-inspired short fiction and poetry. So that's coming along um, and sort of a bit more down the line. I've got a uh, fiction novel that's going to come along. I'm not going to really talk about the details of that one because it's, um, 
the more I talk about it, the less uh, motivated I am to do it. There's this sort of parallel there, but it is coming. I am writing it. Um, and I'm also going to write a follow-up to How to Get Your Shit Together that's to date my best-selling book um, called How to Keep Your Shit Together, which is sort of like the lessons learned of like, once you sort of start surviving and sort of move into that thriving space, how do you stay there? How do you keep going? So it's like an updated thing of what I've learned since then. Um, <laughs> so that's going well. I've got, like I said, the, um, the, the affiliate marketing's growing. The Kinky Conversations podcast is growing. I'm releasing more courses on Insight Timer. I've just released a, um, using meditation to enhance lucid dreaming course on Insight Timer. I'm still publishing stuff on Skillshare, although they're not the best at, um, releasing and putting my stuff out because some of the topics they don't really quite like. So I'm thinking about putting the courses that they don't like up on a different sort of, uh, video course platform. And of course, I'm doing the, um, mindset coaching, uh, and mentoring. So what I'll do is I'm going to put a link to my website in the show notes and you can just explore the website and see all the different stuff that I've got up. And I invite you to stay tuned to, um, to, to see all of the stuff that I've got going on because it's just, I'm sort of chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And like, like I said before, like I'm so worried in my mind that I'm not consistent, but then I look back over my <laughs> mounds of work that I've done. Um, and it's like, yeah, well, I am consistent. I do meditate basically every day. I do exercise basically every day. I am able to put out books and podcasts and courses and content and, and I'm able to connect. I'm able to do this. I'm able to grow. But just sometimes it doesn't feel like that. So beyond all of that, I'm going to leave you, um, with a chapter from the book, How to Get Your Shit Together. My, my partner Maria is like, you should be pushing this so hard because it's your best thing. Like I'm selling maybe four copies of it a day, um, either as ebook, paperback or audio copy. Um, so it's doing well. Um, but I just, I don't know, ever the artist, I, sometimes struggle to with the selling department versus the um the wanting to create the next thing department and just putting it out there and just hoping people will like me and explore and find it for themselves but the reality is is uh, that's not how the world works so she's saying to me um I should start uh sharing more content from how to get your shit together so what I'm going to do is um find a chapter from that book and share it with you and uh yeah, maybe, um, maybe that'll encourage you guys who haven't checked it out yet to grab a copy. Um, you can also check it out on my website and, um, read a bunch of it. It's up for free. Any sort of stuff that I put out there that can help other people, I, over time will get it up for free. And I think at least half of it's up there at the moment. So, um, yeah, so I'll leave you with the chapter from how to get shit together. Um, there'll be links in the show notes to, to check out more of it and grab a copy and all of that good stuff. You'll be able to check out my website and, um, everything else that I've talked about in this episode. Anyway, um, I just want to leave you with the idea of that if you're building a habit and you fail as I did yesterday, just get back on. The failure is if you let it break. Um, the success is if you, if you do break and then you get back on and keep going the next day and the day after that and not let it sort of ruin everything. So with that, here's a chapter from the book, How to Get Your Shit Together. Chapter 6.2 it is never the right time. Don't wait. The time will never be just right. Napoleon Hill There are as many reasons not to follow your dreams as there are dreams to have. I know this from first-hand experience. For the longest part of my life, I was just waiting. I was safe, stuck in a comfortable rut 
with my anxiety holding me back from taking any real actions towards pursuing my dreams. I wasn't unhappy, but I was far from satisfied. I knew what I wanted to do. I had massive goals that I wanted to achieve, things that I wanted to create, and challenges that I wanted to attempt. Bucket list kind of things. But I was too afraid to take action. I was waiting for the right time, then I would act. Then I would take the plunge and start living my life. I figured that once I had a secure base to operate from, I would finally feel comfortable taking action. The problem was that the goalpost kept shifting. There was always another reason not to take action. Every time I solved a problem that was holding me back, I would notice another problem. Solving that one problem only revealed another. So I kept to the status quo and continued waiting. My anxiety was masquerading as prudency. I would watch each year pass and say to myself that next year will be the year that I act. Once I had resolved the issues in my life, I would be free to take action. Unsurprisingly, this never happened. As time passed, my mental health deteriorated. My anxiety skyrocketed and depression flared up. It had become so bad that I began to struggle with self-harm and suicidal thoughts. I wanted out, but I was too afraid to do anything to change my situation. So I broke down, suffering from a quarter-life crisis of sorts. It was clear that unless I accepted that it would never feel like the right time to take action, I would never take action. This realisation, of course, didn't resolve the anxiety or solve the problems that I thought needed addressing, but it did help me to realise something. Everyone has issues that they're facing, yet people still do amazing things. Every story of success begins with challenges. Every time someone pursues their dreams, they do so in spite of the barriers that stand in their way. It didn't feel like the right time, yet they took action and got the results. So I stopped teaching in high school full-time and upskilled to become a martial arts instructor. I also began writing, vlogging and podcasting, sharing my story with the world and helping others through similar life circumstances. I started travelling and trying new hobbies. I had a child. Was there challenges and setbacks? Of course, but just as I discussed in chapter 1.5, Overtly State Your Anxiety, my worst fears never eventuated. I did have issues, of course, but I was able to address them at the time. The best part? By overcoming those challenges, I grew stronger. Take action. At the top of a page, write down a goal that you want to achieve. Below that goal, write down every reason that you are not taking action on it yet. These are things that if they were resolved, you'd begin following your dream today. I've listed some common reasons below, but please add more of your own. For example, you are too busy. Work commitments take away the necessary time. Your spouse or family is not supportive. You don't have the experience or skills needed. You don't have the required startup capital. Market conditions are not right at the moment. You are too young. You are too old. Your children are not the right age to make the change. Your other goals are stopping you. Friends and family don't see your vision. There are no opportunities to do your dream given where you live. You are too mentally distracted at the moment. Your mental afflictions will stop you. Review your list and ask yourself the following question. Will there ever be a time in which all of your reasons to not take action on following your dreams will be resolved? If you answered no, 
then you now have two options. Either you give up on your goal, or you accept the fact that there will always be reasons that you shouldn't do it, but you will attempt to do it anyway. Remember, there will always be a reason not to act, yet people accomplish goals all the time. Let's say you have the goal of writing a novel. You could easily say to yourself, with my work commitments, young child, and social obligations, I don't have the time right now. When things settle down, I'll write it then. This seems like reasonable enough a compromise. When life gives you the opportunity to do so, you will write. Unfortunately, if you would just accept this line of reasoning, the chances of you actually writing that novel is slim to none. You will never have the time unless you make it. Work will always demand a certain amount of your time, which will only increase with experience and position. You will always have the family commitments and obligations taking up your holiday time. The same life obligations that have taken up your time now will continue to take up your time into the future. You will most likely defer writing the novel until you are retired or on long service leave. This may work, but it likely won't. By then, there will be other time sinks, obligations and commitments that could potentially take your time. Besides, the idea may go stale if you don't act upon it. You will have missed your opportunity. Long story short, you will never feel like you have the time to write the novel. When you acknowledge that there will always be a reason not to act, yet commit to acting anyway, amazing things will happen. It won't happen overnight, but it will, if you make it happen. The following take action will help you take your first steps towards your life goals. Take action. Revisit your goal from the first take action prior. Write down the small step that you could take today towards pursuing that goal. It doesn't matter how small this would be compared to actually accomplishing the entire goal. Put this book down and actually do that small step. Ignore the voice that is popping you up, telling you why you shouldn't take this action. Where has that voice gotten you in the past? Seriously, what are you waiting for? Go and do it. Right now. Repeat this process daily, doing a small step towards your goal until you have accomplished it. I realise that the advice in this chapter is literally akin to just do it. But realistically, what more can I say? Unless you take the steps to do it, it will never get done. How important are your dreams to you? Problems and solutions. Problem. I don't have enough time. Solution. Spend less time socialising, watching TV or on your hobbies. Consider changing jobs and cutting time syncing activities and people. Problem. I can't afford to change jobs. Solution. Can you downsize your life in any way? Do you need so many rooms in the house? Do you need such a new car? Can you remove some subscription services? Do you need to go out to eat so often? Do you need all of that latest technology? Problem. My friends and family don't support me. Solution. Most people don't believe in something until it's been done. Unfortunately, you may have to take action despite the negative attitude towards your goal. Often, the people close to us can be the biggest haters and naysayers out there. They do this out of love. They can only see the potential downside. They don't have your vision or your dream. Thus, they will advise caution. Take action anyway. Problem. 
I'm too old. Solution. You are not getting any younger. Take action now. Because if the goal is time-based, it will only get harder as time goes on. Problem. I'm too mentally distracted. Solution. Close the mental tabs and reconsider. Often we find ourselves with many projects all going at once. Unfortunately, this can have the effect of overwhelming us into stagnation. Take daily actions to finish off any outstanding tasks. Do your taxes, make the phone call, complete the repairs, do the shopping, and make the needed inquiries. Problem. Family commitments are stopping me. Solution. Self-sacrifice is not necessarily the best solution to parenthood. You are modelling behaviours that your children will adopt for themselves. Do you want them to take risks to follow their dreams? If so, model that behaviour. Note that I'm not by any means saying that you should drop everything and just go. You most definitely need to plan and work out your direction. Rather, I'm wanting you to overcome your mental barriers that are presented as practical problems. Dealing with actual problems. There will of course be actual roadblocks that will be necessary to overcome to accomplish your dreams. Some things will just have to happen before other things can. However, you can still take action towards your goal. Although it may not feel like it at the time, working on and completing the first task is in fact taking action towards your overall goal. If you need to work more to save up money for a holiday, get working. If you need to get a degree to attain your dream job, get studying. If you need to increase fitness to win the competition, get in the gym. Just don't let the preliminary hurdles stop you from taking action. Frequently asked questions. I know that I should take action, and not taking action is making me slip further and further into depression. Despite this, I'm still afraid to take the plunge and risk it all. Rarely will a change cause you to risk it all. Often things can return to normal, provided you are willing to eat humble pie, apologise and not burn bridges. True, depending on the changes that you want to make, there will be some risks involved, and that can be scary. But what is the alternative? Your goals won't just vanish. In one year, or five, or ten, you will still be wanting to make the changes and still be afraid to do so. Eventually, something will have to give. You will either decide to take action, or inaction will cause you to fall further into depression. Only this time, will have the added impact of knowing that you waited years before acting. I would suggest talking through this fear of action with a competent counsellor or a trusted friend who will help you to really dig down into the specifics of what exactly is holding you back. If you are open to their feedback, their detached perspective could help you to realise that taking action is not as risky as it seems now. Alternatively, they could help you to implement strategies to cope with the risk that is present. Summary. Recognise that it will never feel like the right time to take action, and that there will always be a reason not to follow your dreams. Do it regardless. Taking action is the only way to achieve success. Okay, so that was a chapter from the book, How to Get Your Shit Together. You can grab a copy of the book as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook. I'll put a link down below in the show notes, and you can also check out the rest of the book that I've got up for free on my website at zachary-phillips.com. Have a great day.